0: We talk about the nitty gritty, get the numbers on paper, what do we gotta do to get from A to B um, and like to get to where we wanna go. And then on the flip side, also talking about like, how do we feel really, really good about the way that we get there?
1: And that's a preview of this week's episode with Ari Michelle of BadassBudgetBabe.com. Ari works with individuals and business owners to help them to work on the nuts and bolts of their finances so that money is not an obstacle in their lives. And as always, I'm David Chudik. And if you would like to have your 30-minute consultation to talk about what it's like to work with me as a financial advisor in our firm, email me at david at That's david at And don't forget to check out Ari's offer at badassbudgetbabe.com slash money date. And we hope this you enjoy this episode. This is the weekly wealth podcast with certified financial planner, David Chuddick, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family and your business. So hello, everybody, this is Certified Financial Planner, David Chudick, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. And this week we have a treat. Uh, we have the uh, Badass Budget Babe uh, with us today. We're going to talk about some mindsets and we're going to talk about um, um, how to get started managing your money and everything. So, uh, hey, Ari, uh, how are you today? Tell us a little about yourself and and how you got started in this business.
0: Hey, David, I'm so thankful to be here. Absolutely. So, hey, guys, I'm Ari. Um, a little bit about me. I am a virtual c- sort of, or virtual chief financial officer for online companies. Um, And I have a deep caution for helping people to really change the way that they think about, talk about, and use their money to live a life that like they actually enjoy. That's really where my heart lies. Um, And I've been doing this for eight years now and um absolutely love it and i'm super excited to talk about money it's like my favorite thing so
1: well that's awesome money is one of my favorite things too but i also believe that uh, money itself is just a tool and and money should be a tool to make my life better and and all of the people around me's uh their lives better as well and uh so you know the dollars in the sense and should i have a roth ira or a traditional you know in a lot of cases You know, you kind of let a professional handle that or you do your own research, but um, these mindsets are so, so important. And we were even talking uh, a little bit earlier about how having your money just kind of in shape can literally change your health when you can sleep better. Um, and everything like that. So, so what is your website? And really, before we get started on kind of the meat of this podcast, um, I want to give you the opportunity to tell us just if, if, if somebody gets just one major point from our talk today from our chat, what would that be? So how can people find you? And what's our what, what's our one place where uh, our one piece of tidbits?
0: Yeah. So where you can find me website is badassbudgetbabe.com. Instagram is probably the best spot to reach me as well. Just at badassbudgetbabe, all one word, keep it simple. Um, And then my top tip, like if you get nothing else from this is if you can learn to treat your finances and like your bank account and everything that goes with it, treat it the way that you would treat a relationship with a loved one right? The way you speak about it, the way you think about it, the way you spend time with it, the, the feelings you cultivate around it. If you can get intentional and treat it like you would treat like a romantic partner or best friend, like it will absolutely change your life because right, like money's going to want to hang out with you more because you're so nice to it and <laughs> you're going to want to hang out with it more. And it just absolutely will change, change the game for you.
1: You know, that's really interesting because one of my recurring themes that I talk about over and over and over and over is being purposeful. So Mm -hmm. we don't get, nobody drifts to the top and nobody goes bankrupt. Uh, Very, very infrequently do people go bankrupt or have have major financial issues from one bad decision. Typically, it's just, it's small decisions on small decisions that either um, compound positively for you or unfortunately compound uh, negatively uh, for you. So, and I work with, um, uh, you know, I work with higher network cl- worth clients, but I also work with just kind of your average people mm-hmm. and um a lot of people, regardless of their income, their personal finances are just a mess. They, you know, maybe hadn't reconciled my checkbook in years or um, just just all those things. And, and it can be really stressful, I think, to, mm-hmm. to just know that you have to get your crap together. So how does somebody like, how do you get started? Like just dealing with stuff that you don't want to deal with, because money can be depressing when you know that maybe it's not managed the way it should be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I would say is, and this is going to just sound so like duh, but like really you have to just sit down and do it. Right. And so one of the things that I learned from a mentor several years ago that absolutely changed my life was starting to do um, what, what I call money dates. And I literally like, I sit down with my bank account and my bank statements. I like light a candle, you know, pre-pandemic, I would go to a fancy coffee shop or whatever made me feel luxurious and nice. And, you know, now I have like a special coffee that I only bring out at those dates. And I sit down and I, I walk through and I look at like, where did I make money this week? Where did I spend money? How did I enjoy that process? Like, is there something I wish I could put in my budget more? Is there something that I'm spending money and I'm like, why the heck am I buying that all the time? Um, and, and getting really real with myself in a really loving and safe space. And, um, if you're just getting started and it feels intimidating, like just set a timer, right? Set a timer for 20, 30 minutes. If you hated this process, like great. You hit the end of the timer and you're like, I will see you next week. I am done with this. A lot of times, actually, every single time I've had a client do this, they tell me that they actually went above and beyond the timer because they were in it. They had created, um, like I said, a safe space for themselves to actually enjoy the process. And and it absolutely, it makes a huge difference.
1: And I think probably... Most of us want to solve all of our organizational problems tomorrow and we want to solve, uh, you know, get everything reconciled tomorrow and get everything fixed tomorrow. If you've neglected your finances, you're not going to have it all fixed this week, are you?
0: Right. And, and like, let that be okay. Right. Enter, enter the field being like, Hey, I just have to do it for 30 minutes. Whatever I get done gets done. And then I will come back next week and I will meet myself at the table again. And, and we'll get, we'll go from there.
1: So, so like specifically what's one, if you say spend 30 minutes and, and I agree, just getting started is, is so important, mm-hmm. but what's maybe that one, one, one item that you should work on completing in that first 30 minutes,
0: get the last three bank statements that you've got for all your accounts. You might not get through them all, but um, depending on how many you have, but, and then take three highlighter colors. Highlighter number one is I love this. It serves my life. I need it. Um, you know, it's, this is a, this is a definite keep color two Is is that
1: something like the electric bill or like the literal necessities or are these things that are not the literal necessities?
0: Um, I would say it's both, right? So if it's, you know, I like, my mom, she loves getting her nails done. That is like a non-negotiable to her. It brings her joy and, you know, it is, it's very important to her. So I would still put that in color number one, as well as, you know, like, my student loan payments and things like that, you know,
1: but you know, what's interesting with your mom feeling like her nails are a necessity that probably motivates her to make sure that she has the right amount of income coming in. So she can afford to get, because there's nothing wrong with getting your nails done. And it, I don't know how much it costs, but it's probably not free and not cheap. But if that's a motivator for you to, to, to make sure that your income's where it, where it needs to be, then I think that's a great thing. So Cool.
0: Absolutely. And like doing it in this Marie Kondo type style, right? Like does it spark joy? Um, It allows you to also see like very clear, it almost like you put the emotion into it of like, oh my God, I love this thing so much. And then when you sit down with the numbers to make sure like, cool, like these are the things that are must haves. What are the numbers? You're almost able to take the emotions out of it because it's like, okay, well then like, then it just is what it is. Like, these are the numbers I got to hit. So like, how can I go accomplish that? And you can see the difference really clearly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think it's interesting how, you know, certain people getting their nails done is is a big deal. Obviously that's not for me, but um, I was a a big tennis player in my early twenties and and, in my Mm. teens. And I I took that back up. And one of the things that you just, when you're a a tennis player of a relatively high level, you you literally can't play tennis balls without opening up a new can. So a couple of times a week, you're spending two or $3 and that's, that's one of my non negotiables. Now you might say, well, you know, they're starving kids in Africa and they could buy something with that two or $3. And yeah, yeah, but you know, I don't necessarily do that much. But, um, you know, two, three, five, ten $10 a week on tennis balls is one of my non negotiables. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of have to do that. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have neg- we have the non negotiables, we have the things that we have to have, and we really, really, really want to have that's one color. What's yes. another color?
0: Color two is the things that you're like, I love this in my life, or I, I, maybe I need this thing in my life, but the thing that I'm buying or the way that I'm spending money on this, I don't really love. So um, one example for me, right? My rent, right? That would seem like a non-negotiable, obviously, but I really hated where I lived. I hated my apartment. I like didn't like the area. It made me miserable. And so by putting it in that color, Obviously I needed this in my life, but like, how can I get this a better way? And sometimes, you know, when it's budgeted, right? Like that could mean that you spend more, like my rent is more expensive than it was at my old place, but I'm so much happier here. And so now that color has shifted to color number one. Um. So, so those are things, like I said, like you need it. It's important to you, but like how you're getting it is not quite right. You don't quite love it.
1: So I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Most companies that have kind of a recurring bill give you some kind of a discount for being on auto pay or something mm-hmm. else, right? Yeah. So if you have two or three or four four or five different monthly payments and for each one, you're paying a five or six or seven dollar surcharge for not being on auto pay that's a buttload of money, right? And over yep. the course of a year, that's a lot. So would that kind of fall into um, into that category of absolutely. it's something that you need or want, but there's a more efficient way of, of, of paying for it?
0: Yep, absolutely. Or even, you know, you're at the end of your internet bill and they bump you up to like, you're no longer in the new category. Well, you can call them, you can negotiate that. You can say, okay, great. Like, let me speak to customer um, retention and like Mm -hmm. get that price back down. So those are definitely the items that like, you know, the next time you sit down or when you've got time, once again, set a timer for 30 minutes or an hour, make those phone calls, get online, do what you gotta do to change or do the research for what it is that you're buying.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So what's color number three that we're going to look
0: at? Color number three is the, what the F? <laughs> like, Why did I buy this? Oh my God. I can't believe I spent that much money on this. I didn't even realize it. Um, I had a client once we were going through this and they were like, you know, every time I go get gas at seven 11 or whatever, I, I run into there and I spend a couple dollars. I didn't realize I spent 150 bucks a month. Doing this, like mm. wow, I don't need chips that bad. I can just go buy a you know a family-sized bag of chips and keep it in my car, you know, and so things like that where you're like, Oh, wait, this this has gotta go.
1: Sure. And one of the things that I've learned, and and I'm guilty of it, and I'm sure you are in some ways, and our money health, our relationship health, our physical health, our spiritual health, they all really, really intertwine. Oh, yeah. So when you do run into the convenience store and you spend $2 or $3, that's There's nothing wrong with spending 2 or $3, but if it's mindlessly spent, then that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of an issue, but probably, you know, there's really nothing in 7-Eleven that we all should eat consistently. So (laughs) over time, you know, that pork's on a few pounds and then maybe you become more lethargic. So you exercise less Then you have to buy more clothes and that because your old clothes don't fit and that costs money and, and it all, whereas if you maybe said, you know what, I like treating myself to X, Y, Z treat that's in the 7-Eleven. I'm gonna do that once a week. And I'm gonna give myself that freedom to go have that candy bar or whatever it is once a week. And once a week won't kill anybody. And then, you know, so then your budget is a little bit more controlled and also the physical part um, and everything else. So I think being purposeful with money, um, you know, leads us to be purposeful in other areas of life and and being purposeful. Mm -hmm. I think is a huge, huge key um, in, in all the really, really important areas. For sure.
0: Absolutely. And what this, like just having that awareness, I find that is like the the biggest thing is you become aware and then you're A, you see like hundreds of dollars that you're like, oh, I don't even enjoy this. I'm okay to stop like I have now the freedom to stop mindlessly spending. And I I, you know, have now the freedom to say, like, okay, I'm gonna do this once in a while because it serves me well. Once in a while, you you kind of that awareness brings freedom and clarity and um. And that's what breeds change, in my opinion. So,
1: yeah. So uh, last year, um, in 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 2019, actually, and COVID kind of got in the way, but we're starting up another round. I did what we called a 520 challenge for a local nonprofit, and we took some of their clients, and we did a whole year long financial literacy class. Mm-hmm. And the point of the 520 challenge was we're going to help people to just redirect ten dollars per week. So ten dollars that's just mm-hmm. going away. On you know uh, a bag of chips or, or or whatever, or and in some cases they were, it was going towards some things that weren't so good, um, and 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 we talked about those things, and and we also tracked money, and in the first month or so, just about everybody said. I should have five or six or seven hundred dollars per month left over mm-hmm. every month because you know the, the the things that I have to pay the rent the car payment those kind of things you subtract that from what I make per month and there's seven or eight hundred dollars and I don't yeah. know where that seven or eight hundred dollars is going and these were you know not incredibly high earning but people but they were all people with reasonable jobs that you should be able to survive off of. So, yeah. um, so what we did was we, we really worked on that. And then at the end of the year, those who survived and had the $520 in the, in, in the bank, um, we had local businesses match that. So now we went from people who had literally been paycheck to paycheck to now they have a $1,040 in an emergency mm. fund, which is life-changing because then- mm-hmm your car doesn't work, you can get it fixed and you can still go to work and not get fired or you know emergencies do happen for sure. So Absolutely. Um, but as far as, you know, expenses, we talked about a two sides of the budget equation too. We talked about yes, we have to know where our money's going, but we all have to make ourselves more valuable to the world mm-hmm. so that or 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 to the economy to where we have more income. And more income just makes the budget equation much, much, much easier. So
0: much fun. <laughs> and then you
1: can afford to get the nails done if that's your thing, or you can afford, you know, buying new tennis balls, or you can afford whatever you want as long as it's purposeful. So uh, both both sides of that for sure. And and by being more purposeful, at least one or uh, two of our participants ended up getting promotions and making more money mm. because it just became a more in their stream of stream of consciousness. So
0: right, right. So a lot of
1: where we end up with our money really kind of starts with what's between our ears, right? And, and our <laughs> mindset. So, you know, in doing what you do, what are some of the, like, like the the roadblocks and, and, and the blocks that, that people have with regard to their money?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and it's such a taboo topic and, you know, like people don't want to talk about it, but some of the most common ones are, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I make more money, then more of it's going to go to taxes. So what's the point? Or, you know, when when so I win the lottery
1: are, for 20 million, I'll have to give nine of it away for taxes. Okay. <laughs> you still have okay. 11 million.
0: Yeah, it's not that terrible. Right. Um, but yeah, but even, you know, like phasing out of certain programs and a lot of fear of like, if you're on any sort of government assistan- assistance, um, <clears throat> and then you phase out of certain programs and and figuring out what's that threshold of like, here's where i now make enough money that like it's okay to lose those right so that was like a big fear that i've dealt with people um i've dealt with uh like that money is evil right like that's like a big saying: money is the root of all evil people with money are greedy they should just be giving it to the starving. so how do you
1: how do you reconcile that because i think we've all I, I think all of our attitudes on money kind of depends on how we were brought up yeah. and just kind of what, you know, just what was around you. So for someone that thinks, hey, you know, that person with that nice car, they're just evil and greedy and mean. And, you know, the proverbial doctors and lawyers just because mm-hmm. it's thought of that they make a lot of money and they do, but they also have a lot of experience and student loans and responsibility. So it's not yeah. quite that simple. How do you reconcile that, that thought that, you know, people with money are just greedy?
0: Yeah, and so you have to like, begin to prove to yourself almost that like the opposite is true right so something that I'll like that one in particular I'll have people go make a list of people that you know or people that you have seen in the media or what have you that have money that you find do good and beneficial things with that money um I will have people make a list of like um you know, if you had ten thousand dollars right now, or however much feels like a lot of money, um, and kind of crosses that threshold of like, oh, I'm I'm rich now. Um, what would you do with that money, right? And like, if if you can look at yourself and say, oh, well, I would do this and that and the other, then then okay, cool. So then, if you have money, are you greedy? Like, and you can kind of begin to prove to yourself that those things are not true. Um, and and also one of my favorite favorite affirmations is that. Um, like the the world is better off with me rich. Like I'm a good person. I am generous. I am wonderful. I do good things in the world. And if I had money, like it would just be amplified. Um, And so that reminder, kind of like you said at the very beginning, right? Money is just a tool. It is just going to amplify whatever the heck is already in there. So if you're a good person, guess what? We need you to get rich, like so badly. (laughs) So that's one of my favorite affirmations there.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And I've, I've heard it said before that if you want to have the biggest building in a the city, there are two things you can do. You can work really hard, be very valuable, and, and take risks, and you can build the tallest building, or you can just tear everybody else's building down and build a small building. Oh my. Yeah, isn't that true? So, that if, you, so true. if you have more money than I do, I have two options in my mind, I believe. I can say, you know what, she's valuable, but I want to be valuable as well, and I'm going to uh, be valuable to the economy and 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 build my wealth. Or I can say, yeah, but she has money because she lies and cheats and steals from people, and she charges too much and rips people off. And 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 and, and not in your case, but there are people that got rich unethically. But but to paint the broad brush, but I think it's very easy to. To uh, make excuses for our own shortcomings by saying that the people that have what we want um, uh, got it by not doing the right things.
0: Right, right. So. so that's can be true, but not necessarily most most often. It is not true. It just makes yeah. us feel better.
1: Um, Absolutely. And yeah. you know, I spent um, kind of just talking about the the medical field. Both my parents were sick, um, so I spent a lot of time in hospitals. And and when you look at the lives that doctors live it's hard. I mean, they're making life and death decisions uh, that, you know, literally somebody can die or uh, so, you know, they're, they're providing a valuable service and, and the compensation is, is, is with that. I think there's one universal truth regarding compensation is that we are all compensated based on how easy it is to replace us.
0: Mm, Okay. mm -hmm.
1: Um, and, and sometimes that is a, 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 good reality. And sometimes it's not a good reality when you're, you know, if we're ever in a point in life where we're easily replaceable, guess what? We don't get paid that much. Um, not that many people can do what LeBron James does. That's why he makes all that money. Now you could say, you know, it's just a ball and a hoop and it doesn't matter. Well, when people start paying several hundred dollars and thousands at a time to come watch you do your job, then, you know,
0: <laughs> <that's> 30, 30.
1: <laughs> Thirty yep. million dollar salaries coming to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the value you bring, it's also the perceived value. Mm-hmm. That, and like those two things when they collide, like there you go. And so yeah, if you hate basketball, but if you love that my boyfriend is a huge LeBron sure. fan and mm-hmm. would spend all his money to see that man play. So it kind of just depends.
1: Well, the market supports it, you know? And exactly. and I've always thought that maybe there's some other sport like fencing or, or something like that. And and there may be like if you were the LeBron James of fencing, you'd Fence. literally not make any money because the market doesn't support that. And and that's just kind of, it's it's an unfortunate reality if you are, if you are, you know, the LeBron James of, of some other, of some other sport. So yeah. can you think of any other uh, mindsets kind of negatively serving mindsets that you've seen with regard to money?
0: Yeah. And this one kind of, I see a lot with like higher earners that are kind of in that kind of what you mentioned, like that trap of like, well, if your expenses are still that much higher um, and that is, the, the positive side, and this is one I grew up with and like have had to shift with that, like there's a surplus of money. Money's always coming to me. I can always make more, which sounds really good. And it is really good. But then um, in my life had the, the backside of it. So it doesn't matter what I spend right now. Cause I know I'll just make more later. Um, got myself into tons of debt with like, oh, I can't really afford this right now. But like, I know how to make money. So like, we're good. I'll, I'll hustle a little bit extra. Um, and have seen that one play out uh, earlier in my life, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, and, and anybody who hasn't seen it, the ESPN 30 for 30, uh, a documentary called Broke, where they talk about all these athletes that, you know, you might think, well, if I made 20 million or 10 million or whatever that number is, there's no way I could go broke. Well, yeah you know, roughly half of it goes to taxes right away. And then you have agents fees and everything else. And then four Lamborghinis later, you know, there's just a lot of zeros and commas, but it's the same principle. I mean, if you're making $10 an hour or, or $10 million um, you can't have more money going out than what's coming in uh, consistently anyway, that the math, um, the math just doesn't work. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So In in your career and in in your practice, and and tell us a little bit about like, what do you work with clients on doing? And also talk a little bit about um, your your special uh, offer that you have for our listeners.
0: Yeah. So I really work with people to do both sides of the coin, right? So we talk about our cash flow management. We talk about um, bringing in more income. What is the goal? Um, I'll, with a lot of my business clients, we really talk about like what, well, actually with all of my clients in different ways, but just like what percentage of money I use a lot of percentages when I'm doing budgeting and things like that, because, you know, the more you make then like, great, like you can spend more in this category then congratulations. Um, and then you also know that your ratios are kind of like. Good, you're not overspending in any category. Um, So, really, you know, we we talk about the nitty gritty, get the numbers on paper. What do we got to do to get from A to B um, and like to get to where we want to go? And then on the flip side, also talking about like how do we feel really, really good about the way that we get there? I loved your example of like building a building. I can build a building or I can tear everyone else's down. So, how do I get my tallest building uh, without tearing anybody, without tearing myself apart? Um, and really like, you know, getting to what we actually want in the fastest way possible, which is why like that first exercise of taking the, the highlighters, it works so well because all of a sudden, you know, I can see like, oh, wow, I'm spending a hundred bucks a month on Starbucks and I don't even really like coffee that much. Like, can I do something different? Right. And so, um, that's, and, and then working on those mindset shifts, Um, being that person in the corner who can really um, kind of break down, like, hey, you're experiencing this fear around, you know, I had a client contact me yesterday. She kind of felt like she was getting burned by a a company that was charging her more than they had agreed on and all this stuff. And she's like, you know, am I really mad about the situation? Am I mad that, like, about the money of it? Or am I mad because, like, this purchase was going to be, like, an, an, something that took me to the next level and was really going to help me step into that next level self. And now, um, I'm sabotaging it. Right. So working through all those kinds of things, such an uh, emotional
1: topic, money really is so
0: much. (laughs) And, and, you know, so just really helping bring clarity around the decisions that you make in your life and in your business. So, so you can just step forward and be like, great. Like I do A, B, and and C this week to make it happen. And like, I know that it's financially supported. Um, and so that's like the work I do. And then the offers, so one of the things that I talked about guys was obviously those money dates and, you know, where do you start? And so, yes, you start with that first exercise with the highlighters, um, but I created a special like walkthrough um, workbook. So it has different questions, different journaling prompts that bring in both the, you know, mindset and, and kind of the woo and, you know, what am I grateful for? And like, what did I love about the way I spent my money this week? And then wow. also the structure of like, how much money did you make this week, this month? How much did you spend to grow yourself? What was an expense? What was fun? Um, and, and breaking that down so you know step-by-step, step, what do you do with that 30 minutes to you know get your results the fastest? And I included a whole um, masterclass that I filmed that really walks you through the process, walks you through the what, why, when, how all that good stuff. Um, and it's only three bucks. So, but massively, massively valuable and you can have it forever. Go for it. And
1: and what's the, uh, what's the website for that?
0: Yeah. It's going to be badass babe.com slash money date.
1: Gotcha. And we'll definitely put that, um, put that in the show notes. Uh, one of the things that I learned, uh, from, from, from a, from a speaker, uh, years ago was that when you think about procrastination, right? So procrastination, when you put stuff off, you, we tend to think about procrastinators as being lazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really the opposite. You procrastinate about the things that you're not sure how to do yes. uh, because you're not, you, you don't know that you're going to do it the right way. So dealing with your money, with your budgets, things like that, most people they put it off because they don't know how to do it. So for three dollars, you're giving a, a game plan that can just start the process, and this could literally be life changing um, over time because money is just so uh, so so important. So I definitely uh, highly recommend that anybody uh, who feels like their 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 daily uh, personal finances are out of control um, or not dealt with properly, take you up, um, take you up on your offer. Tell me about some of the people you've helped. Like, like what have you, what have you seen some changes within, uh, within some of your clients?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love talking about clients. Um, so on the personal finance side, for example, I have a client who, um, when she came to me, she was like, I kind of want to start a business and I don't really make very much money. And I, I hate my job. Like it, Oh, that was one of the big mindset ones. I wanted to talk about that one Um, of just like the only way to make money or to make enough money is through like burning myself out and like working so hard that it's not fun. And she was really experiencing that a lot and it kind of kept coming up, right? She would run out of money. And so then she would work really, really, really hard. And then, and then get enough money and then be burnt out for two weeks. And so then she would be short on money, right? And it was this ongoing cycle and she hated her job. And that was about a year ago. Um, And she, since she like worked on her numbers, we made sure we kind of created a little bit of space and we really worked on her energy cycles of like her work. And now same exact job, mind you, but she made the decision to like stop being a victim in this situation and very hard decision Flat out, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And she started picking up the pace. She now works four days a week, right? So she has plenty of time for rest and relaxation and recuperation. Um, and she loves that same job now. And what ended up happening, she was actually working two jobs for a little bit, so we could create that space. She got laid off because of the pandemic from one of the jobs. And had enough money saved up that it was like, oh man, like, all right, that sucks. Like that she literally like was upset about it for, she called me, I missed the call, talked to her two hours later and she was like, yeah, I'm actually fine now. Like the numbers are there and I worked it out and um, went back to the job that she originally hated, asked for a promotion and a raise, got both. And uh, she's like chilling. She's like, oh my gosh, like I make more money than I've ever made. And I work four days a week now. And, and it was really by getting that money together and knowing, like, this is what needs to happen financially. She created space in her budget so she didn't have to freak out every day um, about money and uh, also, uh, like, all those mindset shifts. Like, she no longer believes that, like, hustling and burnout are the equivalent of money. So that was, like, a huge, huge shift.
1: Love it, I love it, and I think when we we have one area of our life under control, you just show up differently, right? The the more we have most of our lives together and and uh, functioning properly, the more productive we can be, and, and the better we can be at our jobs, uh,
0: absolutely uh, for sure. Yeah. So
1: if so I'm worried about I'm putting
0: food thing. on the table, how can I worry about anything else? You know yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, and you know money does not, it, it certainly doesn't solve all all problems, but lack of money certainly creates problems. So I, I would rather, you know, be, be in a position where I have to figure out how to make a big tax bill than, than figure out how to put food on the table for my family tomorrow. Absolutely. So, so definitely. So, well, great. Well, this has just been super fun. Um, this is right up my alley. Um, I love, I think we all are, uh, financially and, and uh, where we are because of, you know, long-term behaviors and habits mm-hmm. and, and, and small actions and mindsets. And, and it, it looks like you tackle both sides, you tackle some of the technical issues, but you also, um, tackle the, um, uh, the mindsets for sure. So, so tell us one last time, um, your website and, uh, where to get, uh, the money date workbook for the, uh, what you said you're charging $5,000 for that or. Sure.
0: I should. Honestly, it yeah. makes that much for people, but no, only $3. Okay. Um, and it is badassbudgetbabe.com slash moneydate. date. Um, there's also a couple blog posts up there. If you want to check those out and um, also on Instagram at badassbudgetbabe, would love to meet you. Feel free to hop into my DMs. So
1: we hope that you enjoyed that episode with Ari and we hope that you'll take her up on her offer badassbudgetbabe.com slash money date. And as always, please like and subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you listen to. And we would love any feedback or any uh, information about what type of guests or topics you would like to hear covered in 2021. Email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.